We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Well, Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General, put down an ultimatum late yesterday. I think it was after the show wrapped up. People started sending this to me, calling for Kim Gardner, our circuit attorney here in St. Louis, to resign mm. by noon. And if not, he was going to use this legal maneuver that we're going to explain here in just a second. Kim Gardner, I, you know, look, I didn't think she was going to roll over and play dead by any means. And she was defiant blaming a lot of different things um, outside of herself. Here's what she said, though, today. The Attorney General, as others, used this unfortunate incident and tragic happening to this young lady as a political stunt of an unelected individual who wants to use politics to, one, stop the voice of the people in the city of St. Louis. This is nothing more than voter suppression, which we've seen on the national level as well as in the state of Missouri. Yeah, she's taking a shot at Andrew because he was appointed by Governor Parson, not elected. He's on the phone with us this afternoon. Attorney General Andrew Bailey, how are you? And I guess reaction to those comments first and foremost, Andrew. Well, hey, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. At the end of the day, I'm in my position to do a job, and that job is to serve the rule of law, the people of the state of Missouri, and to find justice. And that requires, at this point, for us to push forward with a writ of quo warranto. That's the legal action that seeks to remove Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner from office. It's the right answer. It's the right thing to do at this moment in time to restore order in the city of St. Louis and to provide justice for victims of crime. Instead of protecting victims of crime, the Circuit Attorney is creating more victims through her willful neglect of her statutory ethical and moral obligation. So would you do me a favor and explain the petition, how it works, what the steps are? Absolutely. So yesterday we called on circuit attorney to resign by noon today. And if she failed to do so, we would initiate the process under the applicable statutes that allows the attorney general to initiate a case to remove her from office. And that's what we've done at 12 o'clock today. She had declined to uh, resign. So we initiated the process, and those files should be available on CaseNet shortly. But essentially, it's governed by Section 106.220 of the Revised Statutes of Missouri. And we raised three claims that establish willful neglect. Number one, that she's failed to prosecute cases to disposition that are pending. And we see that in things like uh, the most recent incident where her failure to get bond revoked on a violent offender who was out on bond despite numerous uh, bond violations – Uh, resulted in yet another tragic tragedy and another victim in the city. Uh, These cases languish on the dockets and are eventually dismissed. She's also failed to inform and confer with victims. So she has a constitutional and statutory obligation to keep victims notified about the pendency of their case, where the case is in the process, and the ultimate disposition of the case, and she's failed to do that. And third, she's failed to file cases referred by law enforcement agencies. So when the police make an arrest, and they send the police report to her office for prosecution, she sits on it. And there are thousands and thousands of files sitting in her office that she refuses to move on. And so these three failures constitute willful neglect in office, and it's time that the state took took charge and that she's held accountable for her refusal to discharge her uh, statutory obligations. And look, this is not something I take lightly. 
But at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do to serve the rule of law, to serve the people of St. Louis and the state of Missouri, and to start finding some justice for, for victims. It's so important, and I'm glad you reemphasized the point that I made earlier, that this is, you know, and you probably know this, Andrew, some of us have been talking about the reckless behavior in this office for a long time. And it's just this week, after a terrible tragedy, that finally the mayor and other representatives, who are apparently also racist, because that's what they were called by Kim today, have come forward. But this reckless behavior is long before this particular case from Janae Edmondson losing her legs, right? Oh, absolutely. Look, this is a this is a continued pattern of behavior. This is not a singular isolated incident. It's a continued pattern of behavior that establishes willful neglect. And let me point this out as well. It, you know, th- she's got excuses for everything. And so rather than take accountability and, and make the right decision, which is to step down, she is she's wants a fight. Well, that's fine. We'll, we will get our day in court. And she admitted at the press conference that there were things that she could have done better. Yeah, she did. She acknowledges that there were, there are some failures. So we've already we've already started. She's already made an admission as to some of the evidence we need to establish willful neglect, which I think we'll do. But I also want to point out this. She calls it voter suppression. She calls anyone trying to remove her from office as voter suppression. But yet the people's elected representatives in the General Assembly enacted this process. They, they're the ones that passed Section 106.220 that gives me the authority to take this action. And at some level, the people of the state of Missouri's interests are at stake because of her failures in the city of St. Louis. So does this get this gets filed then in a circuit court here in the city, right? That, that is correct. It is currently filed and is pending in the circuit court in the city of St. Louis. How quickly would this be expedited, right. are we expecting? Yeah, I mean, we're going to work with the court to try to expedite this process. The people of the city of St. Louis and of this region deserve clarity, and they deserve uh, reestablishment of the rule of law. And so we will move as quickly as, as we can uh, under under that process. We're waiting for to see if the, uh, the, the 22nd Judicial Circuit, if uh, a judge in that circuit will take the case, or whether those judges will recuse themselves which will require the Supreme Court to appoint a new judge to hear the case. But as soon as we get a judge assigned, we'll move to have a hearing, and we we don't want this to to linger. We want to move this case as quickly as possible because the the people deserve law and order to be restored in the city of St. Louis. So no matter how a judge might rule on that initial petition, let's say he rules in your favor or or he or she rules in in, the other side's favor, there's an availability to appeal, right? Either side could appeal depending— yeah, that, that's right. And look, we're going to keep pushing this thing until it's a conclusion. We are not going to let up that she had the opportunity to do the right thing here. She's declined to do so. And we're going to hold her accountable because that's in the best interest of the people of this state and of the city of St. Louis. Mr. Bailey, it's Sue Thomas in here. In her press conference, she was referring to the fact that she had uh, orally asked the court, rather than submitting paperwork, right, to say we need to get this guy off the streets Uh, Is that a thing? When we heard that in the press conference, I thought, boy, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. I've never heard of that. But is that a a, a possibility? Well, let me tell you my experience as a prosecutor. First of all, I was motivated every day to get up and fight for justice for the victims. So I would hope that that she would be so motivated as well. But she doesn't seem to be similarly motivated. But as to oral motions, that's a thing. She could have made oral motions, but the docket entry should reflect that she made a motion and that the court denied that motion. And the docket entries do not so reflect. So something's going on here. And look, that's just more evidence that we'll get. And luckily, there will be witnesses who will testify to what happened in court. And typically, there's a transcript. So we'll get to the bottom of it. And we're not going to let up until we've held her accountable for her failure to discharge her duties. So when this is heard, even the, the first time in court, there will be the ability to call witnesses in the case? 
there, at some point there will be an evidentiary okay. hearing. You know, we also anticipate that there will be a, at least a brief period of discovery where uh, we will be allowed uh, to access, uh, you know, necessary records, necessary court records like, uh, you know, transcripts from the hearing at issue here. Or uh, it, at least at this point, I think it's it, we may need to depose witnesses who are present in the courtroom when she claims these oral motions were made. Right. Gotcha. One more question. One final question. Andrew, thank you so much for making time here this afternoon. My understanding is this only really been used one time. Chris Coster had a prosecutor in Dent County that uh, had a drug case, sought the removal. So, it, it, I mean, it has been used a lot. So how, how confident are you that this can actually succeed? Well, it is. It has been used in the past and has been successful in the past. And I'd point you to, in the 19th case, uh, leading case on point on the issue, in the 1950s, there was a sheriff in St. Louis County who was removed using this process for failure to enforce the laws as written. And so there's case precedent. And it's a good thing that this isn't used often because it means that people are showing up and doing their jobs. The, the people's elected representatives are showing up and doing their jobs at all levels of government. And that's why this isn't used very often. That points to how extraordinary this is and how bad things have gotten. Andrew Bailey, thank you so much. Keep on it. This yes. is very important. I, you know, Andrew, I, I think you probably even feel this where you are in, I don't know if you're here today in St. Louis, but there are certain stories that come along where you can just kind of feel the momentum building, the anger, the passion, and this is certainly one of them from a lot of different yep. corners. I mean, Kim Gardner thinks it's just racism, but there are a lot of people right now, and I think it's important that the, the constituents maybe have their voices heard here a little bit too because she feels like she's got all this support. I think the mayor indicated yesterday that that support is dwindling and the confidence certainly is well we know we're doing the right thing we know that the people of the city of st louis don't want any more victims of crime and they they support law and order and so that's what we're going to pursue andrew thank you so much i appreciate it thank you that's missouri attorney general oh, andrew bailey great to have him on. new in the job and phenomenal yes really good I, grief I, I think that this is now again these things are are tricky and you know, is she just going to try to run out the clock? I didn't think she was going to resign. I don't think that that no. was something that I would anticipate. And I don't think there's any, you know, certainty here that this is going to work as well. We'll have to see. Right. I, I think it was uh, just good practice to say, we'll give you a chance. You can resign before we start all this process. Right. That, yep. She had the opportunity. Yep. The window was there. Second hour coming up. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.